Let us pray. There is none holy as the Lord, as the Lord. There is none beside thee, beside thee. There is no holy as the Lord, holy as the Lord. Father and our God, we worship you. Ancient of days, we bow before you. For everything you've done for us since the beginning of this year, we say, may your name be glorified. Father, today in a very, very special way, visit your children. Bless us like never before. As for your children born in the month of April, by Father and my God, give them a brand new beginning. A new beginning of joy, of success, of promotion, of anointing, of a greater desire to serve you. Let it be well with all of us and take care of all your children. Father, we ask for mercy. Mercy for us as individuals. Mercy for our families. Mercy for your church. Mercy for all our nations. Please, Lord, have mercy. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I told you during the Holy Communion service that... uh, this uh, Holy Ghost service will be a very special one. And uh, you might be wondering why I'm sitting down. Because this is a period of holiday. The Lord says we will have compulsory holiday. And when you're on holidays, 
you do things different from the way you normally would do it. So today, I'm sitting down uh, to tell the rest of you to relax, enjoy your holidays. Uh, we have had to postpone the special legal service for the children because of uh, what's going on in the nation. As soon as the compulsory holiday is over, we will have a special one for the children as usual. For the May, May Holy Ghost service, by the grace of God, the theme will be Let There Be Light, part five. As we keep on crying to him for light, there will be light. Amen. Genesis chapter one, we will be reading from verse one to three. Genesis 1 from verse 1 to 3, as we consider, let there be light, part 4. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. There is a law called the law of priority. And the easiest way to explain that graphically is um, that whatever is uppermost in your heart, if you are to speak, that's what you will say first. Because the Bible says in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, Matthew 12, verse 34, that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What spills out of your mouth as a matter of priority depends on what's most crucial to you. For instance, Suppose a man had been lost in the desert for days, had been out of water, out of food, and then somehow he was found just before, just before he died of thirst. If you ask him and you say, what happened? When did it happen? How did it happen? you will get only one answer from him. And the answer will be water. Water. As a matter of fact, if you ask him, what is your name? Where do you come from? How old, you are, how old are you? The answer will be water. Because that is the priority for him at that time. He doesn't want to know about uh, how did it happen, how did you get lost, etc., uh, etc. Et Just give me water. So we notice that the first time God spoke at all on record, it is, let there be light. So today we are going to consider just three situations that we could call God's first time occurrence. What you will call priorities. 
divine power it is. And we're going to take first Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. Genesis 1, verse 28. The first time that God spoke to man, this time, direct conversation between God and man is in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. He has just created them, and he spoke and said, in verse 28 there, and God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. First time God spoke to man. What are the things he said? We can't cover it all because we want to cover as much ground as possible in a short time. He said, be blessed. That was his first statement to man. And you know what that one means. When God blesses a man, nobody can curse him. You remember the story of uh, Balak and Balaam? When Balak sent for Balaam to come and curse the children of Israel, etc., etc., Balaam said, How can I curse him that God has not cursed? I have received commandment to bless, I have blessed them, and they are blessed. And so I'm saying to all of you, my children, and all of you who are listening to me today, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, be blessed. Yeah. And then the next thing is that he said, be fruitful. Be fruitful, not be barren. That's why he says in his word, there will be none barren among them. Because he had decreed it from the very first message that he gave to man. And so all of you who for any reason whatsoever have been experiencing one delay or the other, in the name that's above every other name, I hereby decree, be fruitful. Yeah. And then he said, multiply. Not decrease. Multiply. He didn't even say, be added unto. He said, be multiplied. Be multiplied means in the sense that if you start off as one, then let that one become two. Let the two become four. Let the four become 
8, etc., etc. And so wherever you may be, whatever the level you may be right now, in the name that's above every other name, begin to multiply. And he went on and on and on, and finally one of the things he said is that, be dominant. Have dominion. Have dominion means be head and not detail. Be the lender and not the borrower. And so I'm saying to every one of my children, whatever may be your career, you will reach the top. You will prosper. You will have more than sufficient. And whatever you are owing now, God will help you pay. And you will not have to borrow again. Now, the next case we want to look at is the first time God introduced himself by name. And you find that in Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. Genesis 17, verse 1. That's where he said unto Abraham, I am the Lord God Almighty. Oh, before then, he had been talking to Abraham, he's been talking to people, For example, in Genesis 15, verse 1, Genesis 15, verse 1, he has said to Abraham, that was what his name was then, I am thy shield, an exceeding great reward. But what I am is not the same as who I am. If I meet you and I introduce myself to you and I say I am the general overseer of the redeemed Christian church of God we've never met before etc etc you will say sir what is your name not what do you do not what position you occupy I remember in those days when we were younger and a little bit rascally. And I discovered that when you introduce yourself to people and you mention your name first, they don't pay attention. So when I want to introduce myself in those days, uh, when I was in the University of Nigeria and Suka, I will start by saying, here you meet from the Department of Mathematics, University of Nigeria, Onsuka. by then they are paying attention. Then I will now tell them my name. Your name is the most important thing about you. And so in Genesis chapter 17, verse 1, He's not saying, I am your reward, I am your defender. He said, I am the almighty God. 
Now, when we look at that name, we find several important things. First of all, the Almighty means the one who has all might, all power. Like in Psalm 62, verse 11, Psalm 62, verse 11, we were told, or it is written, God has spoken once. Twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God. And that is power to do absolutely anything. Luke chapter 1, verse 37. Luke 1, verse 37 says, For with God nothing shall be impossible. And on the basis of that name, I hereby decree that everything considered impossible in your life shall become possible tonight in Jesus' name. Now the name, the Almighty, which according to Bible scholars actually means Jehovah El Shaddai, also means the all-sufficient one. All-sufficient one. In other words, it's not only self-sufficient to himself, and he is. I mean, he doesn't need anything. Whatever he needed to be, he was before the foundation of the world. So he's self-sufficient. But to be all-sufficient means he can handle every situation, not only for himself, but for all of us. All-sufficient. That's why in Psalm 68, verse 19, Psalm 68, verse 19, the Bible calls, uh, tells us that God daily loads us with blessings. When he wants to give blessings, he does it by loads. That is why in my native tongue, they call him Olojumare. And the elders will tell you what that one means is that he does goods by loads. He has so much that he can load everybody with blessings. And so I'm praying for everyone listening to me today that the loads of blessings that God has installed for you will be released tonight. Now, Jehovah El Shaddai also means the one who is more than enough. More than enough. In Psalm 23, verse 5, Psalm 23, verse 5, like I told you before, the first time I read that passage, and I said, Lord, when the cup was full, 
Because David said, thou anointed my hair with oil. My cup runneth over. I said, when the cup was full, daddy, why did it too stop? Why the wastage of the oil? And the answer he gave me then, which I'm sure I shared with you before, is that it is just to show that there is more where this one is coming from. Whatever blessings you have received from the Lord up to this moment, receive extra today in Jesus' name. And then the Bible tells us, or the Bible scholars tell us, that Jehovah El Shaddai actually means the mother's breast. The implication of that is in the breast of a mother there is enough milk for as many as may want to drink. That is why you find that if a woman gives birth to even four children at a time she can feed each and every one of them with milk and it is the children who will say enough. After they say enough, there will still be leftover milk in the mother's breast. And that is why you find Jesus Christ saying in John chapter 7, from verse 37 to 39. John seven thirty-seven to 39, he said, if any man thirst." Let him come and drink. The invitation is to all, not to just one. As many as want to drink, keep coming. You cannot exhaust what I have in store. And that's why the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Ephesians 3, verse 20. The Bible says... Is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you may ask or think. Much more than you can even ask for or even think about. And so I'm praying that when it's time to pray tonight, you will not ask God for small things. Because it doesn't matter how big you ask for, he is more than able to do that. Uh, there was somebody who once said, uh, I, I don't want to worry God about small things. And the man of God said to him, okay, what is it that you want to ask that is big to God? You want God to buy you a house? Is that, is that a big deal to God? <laughs> I think the fellow was telling that person, haven't you heard of Pastor Adibri who asked for a house and God gave him a city? So what is it you want to ask for? That you consider that God will say, hey, this is big. So tonight... Ask him for your biggest thing 
And in the mighty name of Jesus, in this very special Ghost service, he will grant your request. And then, finally, you think that ah, we must be going fast. Well, it's because we left out the stories. (laughs) My father is a storyteller. But uh, when matters are very crucial, like the sermon on the mount, he preached for 15 minutes, and the world is yet to recover from the summer. 15 minutes. Now, the third time that you can consider a first timer, as far as God is concerned, you will find in Genesis 18, from verse 1 to 14. Genesis 18, from verse 1 to 14. That is the first time God ate man's food. First time. Because we will remember that he said in in Psalm 50, from verse 9 to 13. Psalm 50, from verse 9 to 13. Excuse me. He said, will I eat the flesh of bulls? In other words, you want to entertain me and you want to present me with uh, beef. Or you consider the case in Judges chapter 6 from verse 17 to 21. Judges 6, 17 to 21. When Gideon said to him, I want to entertain you before you go. Don't leave until I've entertained you. He said, fine, go ahead. So he prepared a meal, brought it to him, and he said, lay it on the rock. He laid it on the rock and touched it with the staff in his hand, and fire consumed the offering. He didn't taste it. But in Genesis chapter 18, from verse 1 to 14, when Abraham invited him to come in and rest, let me wash your feet. Let me give you some food to eat. He agreed. Oh, how I pray that God will come to your house to eat tonight. Because on that occasion, several things happened that I like a lot. Number one, all the prophecies that he had given Abraham before that, before that date, came to pass in a day. Oh, we know that. Numbers chapter 23 verse 19, Numbers 23 verse 19 has said, God is not a man that he should lie. Once he, made, he has made a prof, promise, that promise will be fulfilled. But then it is also written, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1, Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1, that uh, to everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose, under heaven. But according to Psalm 115 verse 3, Psalm 115 verse 3, 
our God is in the heavens. He does as he pleases. So if he makes a promise, oh, he's going to fulfill the promise at the appropriate time. But the day he ate in Abraham's house or Abraham's tent, the issue of waiting for the promises to be fulfilled was uh, put aside. Every prophecy before became fulfilled. Why? Because when he ate on that special occasion, every prophecy became a decree. Oh, I pray for every one of you listening to me today. All the prophecies you have received from the Lord shall become a decree. Amen. Because the difference between a decree and a prophecy is as it's written in Psalm 33, verses 8 and 9. Psalm 33, verses 8 and 9. He said, let the whole earth fear before him. Why? Because he spake and it is done. For example, in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8 to 17, 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8 to 17, you discover that a decree sets aside your doubts and your unbelief. You know the story of the Shunammite woman when um, Elisha said unto her, you're going to have a son. She just told the man of God, don't deceive me. But the man of God did not repeat himself. If you read the story very well. He didn't say, oh, I'm not deceiving you. Don't you know I'm a man of God? I've said you are going to have a son. Therefore, uh, believe me, you will. No, 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 no. He had decreed. Oh, I decree today. That everything you need to make your joyful, you will receive it tonight. The day he ate in Abraham's house, he brought what is yet to come to now. You remember in John chapter 2, from verse 1 to 11, John chapter 2, from verse 1 to 11. At the wedding in Canaan of Galilee. You know Jesus Christ was there too. And he ate. And when the mother came and said, oh, they don't have wine. He told the mother, oh, my time is not yet. But before one hour. Not yet became now. I'm praying for someone that before the sun rises, everything that is not yet in your life will become now. Why? Because agreeing to eat in the house of, uh, in the tent of Abraham, 
that day gave him an opportunity to demonstrate his almightiness. And I've told you before, Jehovah El Shaddai means the almighty God, the one who can do all things, the God of all flesh, with whom nothing shall be impossible. How mighty is this almighty? Matthew chapter 3 verse 9. Matthew chapter 3 verse 9 says, He is so mighty, he can even bring children out of stones. That's how mighty he is. How mighty is he? He is so mighty that he can practically reverse the irreversible. Because in Romans chapter 4, verse 16 to 19, Romans 4, verse 16 to 19, the Bible says the womb of Sarah was already dead. But he reversed it. Because when you say the womb is dead, what is that to someone who in John chapter 11, from verse 39 to 45, John 11, 39 to 45, raised somebody who's been dead and buried for this. So for those of you listening to me today, that you are still alive, and there is something doctors say cannot be reversed. In the name that's above every other name, that irreversible will be reversed today. And then, the day he ate in Abraham's tent, he had an opportunity to start a chain of laughters. Laughters that started as a joke and ended as a testimony. Because in Genesis chapter 18, verse 12, Genesis 18, verse 12 there, the Bible says, Sarah laughed. And he was laughing because he thought God was joking. But by the time we got to Genesis 21 from verse 1 to 6, Genesis 21 from verse 1 to 6, the child that he thought she thought could never be born was even named Laughter. And he said, all that here shall laugh with me. Now the Bible says in Psalm 126, from verse 1 to 3. Psalm 126 from verse 1 to 3. It says, when God turns the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter. In the name that's above every other name, after tonight's Holy Ghost service, your mouth will be filled with laughter. Amen. And it will be a laughter that will not end. Amen. 
Because our God is a God of laughter. Psalm 2 from verse 1 to 4. Psalm 2 from verse 1 to 4 says, He too laughs. It took me quite a while before I realized that. Since I realized that, I thank God since then I've been laughing. Because I remember my first year as general overseer. We were at a Butemeta uh, Sunday school will be going on and I will be going around supervising the Sunday school classes and I love children and each time I see a child I will smile at the child I will laugh but when I return to my office Oh, my conscience will prick me. You don't realize you are now the general overseer. You are supposed to be sober. You are now a father. You can't be behaving like an ordinary person anymore. Until one day God told me, I laugh too. (laughs) So if my father in heaven can laugh, I will laugh. Anybody who wants to criticize can go ahead and criticize. And I decree in the name that's above every other name, from now on, in your home, there will always be laughter. Conclusion. Hey, you say so soon. (laughs) And when you get home, I mean, at home, as you check your notebook, you will notice that we have written down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You might discover that we have even written down more than you normally would write if you have been together in the auditorium. This God is unchangeable. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today. He will be the same forever. His initial wish concerning you is that you be blessed. He has not changed his mind. His initial name, as far as you are concerned, is that it is Jehovah El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. And as he did for Abraham, that he ate in his tent is willing to eat with you if you allow him in. But we need to know also that in Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 4, Ezekiel 18 verse 4, he said, the soul that sins, it shall die. He hasn't changed. The only thing he had done by sending Jesus Christ to die on the cross is that he has made a provision for you to escape from the death that your sin could bring. That's why it is written in Romans chapter 6 verse 23. 
Romans 6, verse 23. He said, The wages of sin is death. But, thank God for that but, but the gift of God through Christ is eternal life. So you have a choice. Those of you who are listening to me, you have a choice. Either death as a result of your sin or eternal life through Jesus Christ. So if you will surrender your life to Jesus tonight rather than die, you will live. Not only live physically, you will live eternally. And in case you don't know how mighty God is, you have seen him in action in these past few days. Who could ever believe? Who could ever believe that on a weekday, the entire Third Mainland Bridge will be almost free of any traffic. Who could ever believe that after all the troubles we have had on our road in the expressway, that anyone who wants to travel can travel from Lagos to the camp in less than 15 minutes. Only he will not be, he won't even be allowed to travel. Don't joke with God. He's the Almighty, a very good friend, but a very dangerous enemy. I'm appealing to you today let him be your friend, and all will be well with you. So if you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, where you are, in your home, you just bow your head and cry to him and say, Lord God Almighty, I know I'd be foolish thinking I can go on living a life of sin, ignoring you, but now I've realized my mistake. Please save my soul and I will serve you for the rest of my life. Talk to God now for a few minutes and I will pray for you. Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And so, my Father and my God, I thank you for your word. I bless your holy name for making this broadcast possible. I ask, Lord God Almighty, that all those who are surrendering their life to you in their homes now, you will please receive them. Save their souls. 
Wash them clean with your blood. Amen. Write their names in the book of life. Amen. Receive them into the family of God. Amen. And from now on, any time they call on you, please answer them by fire. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, I have prayed. Amen. Amen. Now, those of you who have given your life to Jesus Christ, please inform your house fellowship leader so that he can compile your uh, compile some information for me because I would love to know your name, your address, your prayer request because from now on, I'll be praying for you. And I want you to join the rest of us because we're going to pray now for some minutes uh, before I say the closing prayer. Now, you, you may want to pray along the following lines. Number one, you want to thank the Almighty God for his preservation, for his goodness, and for his mercy. That's your prayer point number one. Praise him. Prayer point number two is to say, Father, that original blessing that you pronounced on Adam and Eve. Please pronounce it afresh on me and my family this very day. That original blessing, can you say be blessed? Be fruitful, multiply, etc., etc. That original blessing. Pronounce it on me afresh today. And then, prayer number three. You say, Jehovah El Shaddai, prove yourself in my life. And in my family, that you are more than sufficient. No matter how big our request tonight may be, do more than we can ever ask for. And then prayer number four. We say, my father, you are welcome in my home. Come and dine with us. Any day, any time. You are welcome. Come and eat with us. And then prayer number five. 
every prophecy that you have directed in my direction turn it to a decree tonight let it be done this very night and prayer number 6 from now on my father let it be joy and laughter all the days of my life and then prayer number seven will be your own individual request. Whatever is special that you want to ask God, no matter how big, you go ahead and ask Him. So I will give you a few minutes to pray now. After I've finished, you can continue with your prayers. After all, you're at home. And there's nowhere you're hurrying to. So let's go ahead and talk to God now for a few minutes. And then I'll be praying for you.
mighty name we have prayed and so father we thank you for your love for us 
the love that brought us salvation, the love that has spared our lives to see this moment, that love that guarantees that we will be more than conquerors. Please accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. That original blessing that will pronounce when you first spoke to man. Lord God Almighty, repeat it on your children today. Amen. Let them be blessed. If there's any curse in any of their families, let it be removed tonight. And anyone who may be planning to curse your children one way or the other, Lord God Almighty, disable them. Lord, let your children be fruitful. Let them multiply. Let them have dominion. Promote them. Let them reach the top. And those of them that are already at the top, don't let anything bring them down. And my Father, my God, you are the one who is more than sufficient. In all the lives of these, your children, prove your almightiness. No matter how great what they have requested for or we request for after we finish this program, as they continue with prayers in their homes, no matter how great whatever they may ask for, do more than that for them. Let them wake up tomorrow new people. And Lord, do let them know sorry again. From now, let there be only shouts of joy. You promise that in the habitation of the righteous, there will always be shouts of joy. Please, in the homes of these, your children, let there be no death. Let there be no tragedy. Let there be no sickness. Let there be no failure. Let there be no sorrow. Let them serve you with gladness. And tonight, visit all of us. Amen. And from this moment onward, any time we sit down at the dining table, Father, you are welcome. Amen. Come and dine with us. Amen. Let our tomorrow be all right. Amen. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Well, let someone shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, before we close, you take your Thanksgiving offering. And I hope you will do it with the, from the bottom of your heart. Do it joyfully. And lift it to him. And say, Father... See that time you come to my house. And let this be a token. That you are welcome. Go ahead, talk to the Almighty.
Let this be just a token, Lord, that you are welcome. You are welcome. You are welcome to dine with me, Lord. You are most welcome. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. So, Father, once again, we are saying thank you. Thank you you very, very much for your word. And thank you for the prophecies concerning our future. Because we know our future will be all right now. Our future will be a future of laughter. Please accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, until that moment you come to visit us in our homes, take this offering as a token. Amen. That you are welcome. Amen. And Lord God Almighty, I pray that none of these your children will ever lack again. Amen. Daddy, you know there are some people I would have loved to lay hands on today. But because of what's going on, they can't be with me. But you are everywhere, Lord. Yes. Lay hands on them all. Amen. Give them their miracles. Amen. And let your name be glorified. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We give all the glory to Jesus. Praise the Lord! I believe this message has really blessed your life. And if you have just given your life or rededicated your life to Jesus Christ, please send an SMS or a WhatsApp message titled Saved to any of these phone numbers. Plus 234-706-497-9797 or plus 234-810-383-0237 or plus 234-803-722 one five five zero or plus two three four eight zero five five zero four one three nine four. Also, you can send an email to altercall at our Thank you and God bless you.